GM Cardano. I'm Lloyd Duhan. It is the 7th of November, 2023. Here are your top stories. At the recent Cardano Summit in Dubai, blockchain leaders participated in a panel discussion called Essential Governance, Building Strong Blockchain Foundations. The panel drew insights from research by the Boston Consulting Group on governance models, organizational structures, processes, and ways of working that ensure thriving blockchain initiatives. Panelists explored essential elements to build robust foundations for blockchain projects, including governance approaches, team structures, and operational workflows. Here's Connor O'Shea of Brill. Many different ways you can get community engagement. You can be actively involved. It's a good chance that you're in a Discord talking to somebody. You're probably in the same Discord with the CEO, maybe head of product, and they're going to listen. They'll get a feel for, for what you think in the event of an emergency or a crisis or just in a change of events. So you have your hand on the pulse of that community, which also then integrates into your overall product and build, which I think is quite a plus. Now let's hear from Dr. Bernhard Kronfeller from Boston Consulting Group. If you think about it, community are users, they're employees, they're ambassadors of the brands. Web3 is the only industry where all these terminologies are combined into one. Layer 1 should definitely think about how to treat the community nicely and also how to engage the community. Andreas Pletcher of the Cardano Foundation stated the importance of quality over quantity when engaging crypto communities, especially during bear markets. There is a bit of a cleansing happening a natural cleansing that means it reduces a bit of the numbers but increases of quality so the ones that remain actually are the ones significantly contributing to the success and the evolution Sunny Liu from VeChain agreed saying the focus should be on building not noise when asked about balancing community governance with organizational leadership, Connor explained the need to adhere to regulations when managing customer deposits while allowing for decentralized innovation on-chain. Andreas Plescher believes, Every L1 has to find its balance between applying DAO principles on one hand, engaging the community, on the other hand, to be a foundation or being a company that is respected from other companies to be a good and, let's say, even traditional partner. You have to play in both worlds. On the topic of blockchain consolidation, Moderator Eliza Gritsky asked the panel, Do you think we will see layer ones consolidating in the next, say, five years? Andreas predicted disappearing and reconsolidating rather than merging of protocols. Meanwhile, Sunny emphasized collaboration over competition between protocols to achieve mass adoption. Blockchain is an open and inclusive space. It's not just like about a competition or tribery. It's more like how are we going to work together? Because eventually, this is still very early stage of the entire industry. If, let's say, as players in the crypto market, we all believe blockchain going to reshape the future, going to be like next level, next generation of the internet. So that means you got to impact everybody's life, right? Serve everyone in the daily lives. Sunny further countered the point on consolidation. So we're talking about billions of users and it shouldn't be just a single one's job. It should be a collaborative job. So I would, let's say, call for more collaborations. It doesn't matter you build on Cardano, you build on VeChain, you build on Solana or Polygon or Ethereum, whatever. If we're able to find a way to align the users to do the right thing, uh, you know, aiming for mass adoptions, creating the value for the real world, then why not? Bernard touted Switzerland's foundation model for Layer 1s with its focus on adoption over profit. He and Andreas agreed the model balances traditional governance with decentralization. The panelists agreed Layer 1s must differentiate themselves and prepare now for impending mass adoption and regulations. 
Blockchain collaboration and regulatory evolution will shape the next phase of growth. Also at the summit, moderator Leah Callen-Butler of Coindesk introduced the panel Make Way for Blockchain and Enterprise as an opportunity to explore critical considerations around implementing blockchain technology in business. The moderator suggested it would provide valuable insights and takeaways for enterprise. Melanie, can you tell us more? GM Lloyd. The panel featured regulators who explored critical considerations and solutions to exploit opportunities presented by blockchain for enterprises. They outlined key takeaways that could be applied straight away. Speakers included Brian Biagaba from the Abu Dhabi Global Market and Vanessa Zwabi with the Virtual Asset Regulatory Authority of Dubai. The regulators emphasized the importance of engaging with industry to keep pace with innovation and ensure regulations enable growth. Already since February 7th, we've issued two new amendments to the regulations, one under custody and one under issuance, and we have several more amendments coming down the pipeline because we're constantly in learning mode and trying to be as agile to respond to the market as possible. They outlined compliance considerations for companies looking to operate in the regions including understanding permitted activities, implementing robust governance and controls, and meeting anti-money laundering requirements. When it comes to decentralized finance, regulators acknowledged it is an evolving space. They are exploring appropriate oversight that balances innovation with appropriate protections. This is an evolving space. Part of the challenge is making sure that there's an understanding of taxonomy, because even when we say something like staking, you get different responses from different people depending on what that actually means. Once we understand what we're talking about, it will help us to be able to then speak to specific expectations. It will allow us to think about the type of tools. We as a regulator, for example, are building an internal tool in collaboration with two universities that will allow us to do that risk profile monitoring for the smart contracts. Why is that important? Because we see that unless we as regulators can supervise more efficiently and effectively these service providers, then you're left using traditional tools to monitor something futuristic. And that, you know, there's a yeah. complete dislocation there. Overall, the regulators conveyed a collaborative, flexible approach to blockchain, representing a shift toward embracing the technology. As one speaker noted, this would have been unheard of at crypto conferences not long ago. For GM Cardano, I'm Melanie Duhan. Thanks, Melanie. A panel on securing venture capital discussed strategies in a down market. Vijay Tirathrai of Techstars said investors look for dedicated teams, scalable models, and seamless user experiences in Web3 startups. Panelist Matthew Plowman of Meehan advised investors to engage more with grassroots developers on Project Catalyst, as many quality crypto projects there lack follow-on funding to grow. Panelist Takashi Hayashido of Emergo noted venture capital focused on areas like decentralized finance and protocols connecting real-world assets to Web3. Obviously, one of the sectors would be in DeFi space, especially real-world assets or any protocol that enable to connect the real asset, the conventional finance, with the Web3, which has been the latest topic that we've been focusing on the last six months or so. Manal Rifki of Klumi Ventures suggested the Middle East is attracting global liquidity as a Web3 hub with regulatory frameworks, a trade nexus, and a large Muslim market interested in Sharia-compliant blockchain. The panel moderator, Nikita Seshdev of Luna PR and Luna VC, asked each of the panelists to provide one sentence of advice for the audience. VJ forecast an upside in Web3 investment in 2024 after the recent crypto winter. 
I believe the worst is over. I think it's gone through a funding winter. And I think looking to 2024, there'll be an upside in terms of transactions, in terms of investments. If you have an important story that the Cardano community needs to hear, please use the GM Cardano tip line, gmctips at gmcardano.com, or send us a DM on X to our handle, gm underscore Cardano. Today's episode was produced by Melanie Duhan. For links to today's stories, please check our show notes. GM Cardano is your go-to resource for the latest news from the Cardano blockchain. Your support helps us grow. Please like and subscribe on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. GM Cardano. Thank you.